Greetings, gentlemen. I assume your wives are not with you, as the very title of our piece is sufficient to strike terror in their hearts and cause them to remain at home in their kitchens. Where they belong. In any case, gentlemen, you have come here tonight to learn, and so you shall. So you shall. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Mom's Movie Night Podcast. We are in episode 11. Say hi, Mom. Bienvenidos, amigos, a otro capítulo de Películas con Mamá. Never mind, scratch that. Mom's Movie Night. <laughs> what? I didn't know you were going <laughs> to... All right, re- regarding this movie... <laughs> Should have done that on the Casa de Mi Padre episode. <laughs> I know, it kind of inspired me. Anyway, the theme of this movie, women, you can't live with them, you can't live without them. (laughs) (laughs) That's good, yeah. Yeah, so, ladies and gentlemen, the movie that we're going to be talking about today is How to Murder Your Wife. This film came out in 1965, uh, starring one of the best actors of our, just like an American film. Uh, Jack, Jack Lemon. Yes, love him. He's so young in this movie and funny, like he's on point. He's 40 in this movie. <laughs> 40 years old? He's wow, and he's still movie. alive, isn't he? No, he's no? dead. He oh, died. I'm sorry. <laughs> he died in 2001. 2001, yeah, he would have been. He was old. <laughs> 76 years old. Yeah. Pretty much most of the people in this movie are dead. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I think, though. Wife might be still be alive. Might she's no, dead. She's dead. Okay, that, <laughs> her Barbie doll is. That's for sure. Oh, man. So, right. ladies and gentlemen, the movie is How to Murder Your Wife, and I mean the premise is pretty simple. Uh, Jack Lemon is a like a bachelor, right? He yeah, he's a cartoonist. He, he draws cartoon strips. But not only that, he's like living like the Playboy life. He has like oh, this dude. fancy uptown, loca, dude. New York flat, townhouse. He thought even a has butler. Yeah, he has a butler. <laughs> the butler is <clears throat> played by Terry Thomas. Terry Thomas. He's a. Uh, I, I didn't know anything Pretty about them, but he's very. Famous uh, comedian, like a very famous comedian in Britain. He's like pretty well beloved. Like his biography was just as long as like Jack Lemmon's. And um, he was really funny. He was probably my favorite part of the whole film. Right, the character of mine too. He had this spot on like his life was ending because (laughs) the guy... Well, let's go with the story. Okay, so uh, Jack Lemon is a playboy, and uh, he's living the playboy lifestyle, mm-hmm. and his butler pampers him and just kind of takes time. care of him. Knows the temperature of the water in the shower and juice. I mean, I, the guy has it made. Right. <laughs> who needs a mother with or a wife? Yeah, who needs yeah. a mother or a wife if you have a butler like this guy? Yeah. And uh, he was uh, Jack Lemon, who uh, his character... His name is Stanley, Stanley Ford. Stanley Ford. And, um, AKA Bash Brannigan. That was his cartoon, um, the cartoon that he was um, doing. So, yeah, he's a cartoonist mm-hmm. and uh, he essentially creates a comic strip because everyone mm-hmm. would read newspapers right back in the day. And the, the script, this movie's yeah. set in the 1960s. So, 
one of the things that he would do is that he would reenact yes. his comic See? strips and take pictures <laughs> so that he could he draw uh, the scenes it's for his cartoon. Yeah. But anyways, he <laughs> ends like up... It's like watching a movie inside of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it was slaps, weird, right? Because we yeah, didn't know... slapstick about it, like the, the music... When those scenes are going on, it's kind of like a pre-Benny Hill-ish kind of comedy. Yeah. Running around the city and just doing all sorts. But the soundtrack, the music in the background is so eerie. Sometimes those sounds, those horns and stuff were like... They were coming off the screen because I was like, damn, that song. Yeah, <laughs> the definite music selection was interesting because cool. of the 1960s. You yeah, know what I mean? It had kind like of a, had that Pink Panther kind yeah. of jazzy. And those scenes yeah. specifically... Um, where he's creating his comic strip where yeah. he's like reenacting the scenes. Uh, it threw us off at first because we didn't know like yeah, what was going, going on. on. Yeah. And see, because we didn't know he was a cartoonist at the time. <laughs> Even though we read it. Yeah. <laughs> we forgot about it. But yeah, but we didn't yeah. know how does what he was doing have anything yeah, to do with cartoons. Yeah, we like, that doesn't look like a movie camera. Yeah, it was When he first weird. took it out, I thought they were going to shoot somebody who, like, I thought it was a rifle. Well, it was in the form of a rifle. It was right? weird. It was a rifle was camera. Like, are they getting off to rob a joint or... You know, because they looked heavily armed and it was a camera. Yeah. And they were running through all buildings. And New York, at the time, all the buildings that were going up. All like the construction. Looked, and yeah. that was the running joke, was that in his apartment flat, there's huge skyscraper constructions that are literally next to his place. And so he always sees the construction <laughs> yeah. guys, like, working. Um, the butler goes out there every morning to water the plants and there's chaos all around. But they're always like shouting at him yeah, and like, saying hi and reading his reading article, article and giving him feedback from afar. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, so that was a nice place. So he's a single guy and sure enough, one night he goes to a, a bachelor party. A stag party. And he ends up, uh, no one's having they a good time. Up. Well, they get fucked up because the bachelor who's about to get married turns Freaks out up. that... Yeah. He, the wedding is it's off. Awesome. So and they just have a big old pinchy yeah. party. Madre. They're well, like first, holding themselves up on the walls. Yeah, well, at first judge. at the bachelor party, they were all sad and glum. Like it was like uh, a yeah, boring like a party. <laughs> looked like a funeral. Looked like someone died. All the yeah, men that were in there. Club, yeah. yeah, and then the groom comes out and he's like she gave me back my ring and the wedding's off and then that's when all of a sudden it turns into like a bachanga you know everyone's getting plastered everyone's getting drunk what do they do they have the the wedding cake where the girl comes out at the end and they're all wasted they're already half of them are asleep on the tables and shit but when she comes out Damn, man. It's like, wow, when they glare at each other. Yeah. Fucking gorgeous. So... Italian model. I'm an Italian actress. Yeah, they end up hiring a stripper for the bachelor party. She's going to jump out of a cake. And at this point, everyone's fucked up, including the main character, Jack Lemon. And then she comes out of the cake, and it's the actress, Berna Lisi. Yeah. And she is... Italian hot Gorgeous. She was beautiful. And, like jaw-dropping beautiful and sure enough that's where the scene ends cuts to her waking up in his apartment (laughs) and 
Next thing you know, like he ends up. He's wearing a ring. Yeah, he, that the actual uh, the husband, the bachelor, yeah. just, the the engagement was off. He just threw it. Yeah. And he happened to get it on the table, so he had the ring on him. And then when he said, "I'm sure it was a scenario," because they don't show it, but it's like hangover, you know. <laughs> yeah. They had a judge there that was fucking waste more wasted than anybody else. <laughs> yeah. All they had to do was, "Will you marry us?" Yeah, I'll do it right now. You yeah. know, fucked up. So he gets married, and it like that's the premise of the whole movie. Apparently, she's like gorgeous when she's laying there, oh all God. nude and her was... fucking silk sheet. True story. True story. Telling the story. Her husband. <laughs> <laughs> that's her husband that she was with for forty years or sixty oh, years. Really? She was yeah, like her, her real life, life. Her true life husband. And guess what his last name is? Pesci. All right. <laughs> Any relation? No. That'd be awesome. No. So yeah, yeah, her true life husband in Italy told her, if you go down there to Hollywood, I don't want you to get talked into doing nude scenes and whatnot. And then um, she goes to Hollywood and uh, apparently the day they shot that scene where she's in the bed half naked. Fully uh, naked. Fully just naked. Just like covered yeah. with a bed yeah. linen. Like. Yeah. The real husband showed up on set unexpectedly and saw that and was so upset he chased Jack Lemmon around the lot. And then Jack Lemmon had to hide in a fucking dumpster until security had to come. (laughs) (laughs) He's gonna get his ass kicked. Yeah, man. That's funny, huh? But she wasn't. She was fucking gorgeous, dude. Oh, yeah. She wasn't. And she wasn't even naked in the movie, like, as far as, like, showing, like, nudity. Yeah, well, when she comes out of the cake, she's wearing a. Whipped cream bikini, so oh, I don't yeah. know. I mean, they get away with a lot in terms of... <laughs> oh, yeah, of, that kind of movie. Yeah. It would have fly these days. Her we'll outfits were very, like, oh, yeah. revealing. No, the, Even though she wasn't naked, yeah. but it was like the 60s. And oh, they dude, did... Sec- they, it was a very sexist movie. Like, oh, yeah. sexuality and everything was out. Full-blown, bro. No. It was pretty ra- raunchy, sexy 60s. Yeah, raunchy, sexy you know? 60s. That's yeah. a good way to put it. But she so, was banging, like, as far as, like, her dude, body. Dude, she was and... sex-starved, man. Oh, my God. Oh, the yeah. way to shut him up was just to roll over on him and start fucking making out and shit. It was like, it's over, bro. Oh, so then was... he starts getting tired of the scenario because she moves in. Starts redecorating his bachelor pad. Well, first you know? he's immediately, like, once he found out what oh. he did, because he was fucked up, he's trying to immediately get it, like, of divorce annulled, and annulled and anything he can do to end it. But, unfortunately, yeah. like, his, he, he can't. Like, his options he aren't available. Her, yeah. He consummated the marriage. <laughs> he, it was legal. She doesn't believe in divorce because she's Italian. And so he's stuck with her. And so next thing you know, like... She doesn't speak Italian! <laughs> I mean, she doesn't speak English. Oh, yeah, he didn't even know. <laughs> He's like, uh, what's your name? <laughs> she just goes off. Yeah, she speaks no English no in the beginning. English at all. So here he is stuck with this hot-looking Italian wife, doesn't speak a word of English, and he wants to get rid of her quick, like now. So, yeah. But not just to- her, because if he doesn't get rid of her... He also loses the butler. The butler gave him the ultimatum. (laughs) It's her, me. Yeah, because he said he didn't work with married couples. And so he was all like distraught. And that's why that character, the butler, was one of the funniest. Well, I think it was the funniest. He was the funniest. Because, oh man, his life was really ending. (laughs) He made it seem like, no, sir. And he was going to go along with anything. Well, he basically did because that was his manservant, you know? Yeah. 
But everything he told him to do, he was there with the camera running all around. I mean, they had a relationship. He'd meet him at the bar before he went home, telling him all his problems. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, that was fun. So that's that the premise of the movie, is that he now he has this wife that he never really wanted to begin with. But she, like, just her character is, you know, not only is she gorgeous, but to her credit, like, she, she took... Good care of him. Like she, she did. Oh, man. tried to she be the best cook. wife that she could, you know? <laughs> Italian wife, always making him pasta and lasagna. Yeah. And She cooks, she kisses, she cooks. <laughs> and then he starts gaining weight and he's going to the gym and shit. But even that turns out to be a disaster. Oh, man. So. Oh, no, no, no. She's getting coached. Oh, well, it's like the whole story. But anyway... She ends up speaking English by staying up late at night and watching TV till all hours of the night. <laughs> not full blast. Not letting him sleep. Not letting him sleep. And then when he would move, she'd jump on him. So it was like, go away. You know? <laughs> so that's the thing is like his life has been turned upside down. Because. He enjoyed single life so much. And then now she comes in and like changes his whole routine, yes. changes his whole apartment. And yeah. he starts getting sick of her and angry. But yet... <laughs> She's gorgeous, yeah. and he can't keep his like hands off of her whenever she pounces on him, right. which she does like on almost every scene. Yeah, that's the cutoff point when they're gonna have you know have sex. It's like you know what's gonna happen, damn it! But it's funny. You can't deny her. Yeah, you can't deny her. So he tries to um, think of while well, you know getting rid of her. So on his you know comic strip, he starts like. When when the the character in the comic strip Bash, he was like a James Bond figure detective, you know. And then he gets married, so he made it into his comic strip like a domestic comedy. But people were still laughing at the jokes, you know. Yeah, if anything, he got workers. He got more subscribers, or the newspaper started selling more. Four ninety three went to six hundred or so. Yeah, so everyone started enjoying like the domestic cartoon strip more than they did like his actual spy spy comic. Going after a bad guy. Yeah. But he was doing things about what was really happening with his marriage as yeah, far as... Yeah, kind of like a, a Blondie and Dagwood yeah, kind of exactly. domestic thing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it was kind of funny. And then um, when he starts wanting to you know, get rid of the wife in the comic strip, people... Well, that's the thing. Yeah. He ends up... Uh, he can't get divorced. He's tired. It's already been like several months with her in his life. And he gets kind of fed up. <laughs> so he starts kind of concocting this plan of murdering Watch. his wife, right? <laughs> but he knows, like, he can't necessarily murder his wife. But you don't know if he's actually talking about really doing it. But he proposes the idea of if I can't do it as, like, Stanley Ford, then bash Bannigan can do it like in the comic strip so then he starts like drawing this comic strip to murder his wife but yeah. as we said earlier he would reenact in real life the actions and film them yeah. so that he can draw it and so he actually does steps yeah, to murder goes, his wife yeah he goes to a doctor and gets these fucking pills mickeys and he tells him he warns him don't Give them to people with with alcohol because it's gonna make them go all the way up and blah all the way down. <laughs> That's how they described it. Yeah. So they're like fucking roofies and yeah, shit. Yeah, he's roofing 
That was terrible. Yeah. That shit wouldn't fly today, bro. Fuck no, with like Cosby bad. shit. You know what I mean? Weinstein shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. it was like, bad. It was bad. Yeah. And he did it not to her, but to her friend. <laughs> the lawyer's wife. <laughs> yeah. Who's the one that's oh, like a man. bad influence on the wife and teaching yes, her like the yes. English, but also like how to spend money and like how to... Be a yeah, wife and like how to do all the conniving me. shit. Remember oh, yeah. all this stuff that she was Yeah, talking? she was teaching her how to fucking control the man. <laughs> Remember when she calls the husband, hey, Harold, get in here. And again, he's already fed. You know, he's had three drinks. Yes, dear. You know, and she goes, told him something dumb and she was like, like oh she was like we'll argue about this later no, remember she you was, know what you did yeah he and was like, like i heard what you said out there yeah he's like what did i say here <laughs> yeah <laughs> and she was all over his ass she goes you see you know teaching her all this how to domesticate man yeah and she didn't hear shit she just like purposely yeah, like was, was interrogating him and keep him like on his toes and make it seem like there's something that he's always doing wrong and i was like Fuck, I wonder if wives actually do that too. Well, that's the premise of this movie and part of it because, yeah. Um. So, <laughs> next thing you know, the wife discovers this plan of how he yeah, was sure. writing a comic on how to murder her and she got totally offended by it and yeah. she leaves him, right? But <coughs> the comedy about it is that she uh, she's gone and everyone... Like, everyone in the country, essentially, actually reads the comic that he made of how to murder his wife. And so, he pretty much, like, put his plot out there yeah. for everybody to see. And then, yeah. all of a sudden, his wife real is wife is gone. Yeah. And so, it only led everyone to believe that, that he, he actually really Since murdered his wife. he had reenacted those scenes for yeah. his comic strip. Yeah. So then... You the, know what? When I was watching that movie, and I said, hey, well, all they have to do is, you know... Yeah, right. They're going to go break the wall from the construction company next door to see the mannequin. Of like you know a I mean? fucking 60 floor <laughs> tower no or whatever, you know? Yeah, that was not happening. <laughs> so. But it was like. The movie turns to towards the end. Trial. A murder trial. Yeah. And it reminded me so much of like the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial that's going I on know, like right for now. Sure. So just in like, the murder trial, yeah, in the murder trial, he's like. Everybody, like, the wife is missing, and, you know, he did have resentment, and people kind of knew about it, so he's on, on trial, but then he decides to be his own lawyer, and in the courtroom scene, he makes a, he makes a circle, a button on the, on the jury trial, the jury, the jurors, all of them are men, of course, it's in the 60s, and, um, you know, it's all males in the jury box, and then he comes up and tells the lawyer, you know, he starts, um, uh, asking the lawyer questions like if this was a a button that would get rid of your wife without anybody knowing and and you know if you press it nobody's gonna know it just makes your wife go gone would you do it and then he's over here talking him into all these things like look how much money you would have and what you would be able to afford if you were a bachelor and and all this stuff and they're like just tempting him and don't you hate it when they do this and that and so he's well, trying to get out of um. They're, he's trying to get acquitted on the grounds of justifiable homicide. <laughs> well, not only that, but he's appealing to a jury of only like men, men yeah. right? And so, even though it's a public trial, he's appealing to the twelve men and that I'm are going to be convicting him. And essentially, he's just trying to 
get all of them to, to remember what life is like without <laughs> having a wife. Without <laughs> having a wife. And he succeeds. And they all fucking pick him up and cheering and everything. And you see all the white, all the women in the... In the courtroom. In the courtroom all sitting. They're all pissed off. So yeah, so she's uh, missing. No one knows where she is. Uh, and he, He's starting to regroup. Like... He's starting to feel... You see that he's starting to actually miss her. He starts uh, missing her like while they're... like When he's laying down and sleeping, he has like no one to cuddle with. He's starting to remember how she is. Um, and even though he successfully is... Uh, he wins the trial, he doesn't actually uh, get... He's not satisfied... And the butler, who was like his accomplice, essentially, is like super happy, thinking that he's going to be able to continue to move in with him and like take care of him the way he used to before he got married. Uh, turns out that he ends up back with his wife. She shows up at his apartment. And sure enough, exactly how we found her. She arrives to his apartment with uh, like all the clothes laid up on the floor, like a trail to the bedroom. And when you see her again, sure enough, she's like <laughs> naked underneath the bed. And it's just like, here, that's, that's it. You know, <laughs> he's falling for her all over again. So my question to you is in regards to the movie, right? Like how do you, are you able to relate in any way with like, your lifestyle and having someone try to like turn it upside down, you know what I mean? Or like compromise and the single life. No comment. I think the fifth. <laughs> Cause I think I that know. was one of the but, things that was oh, about this movie, you know, I can't compare because like I didn't have gentlemen's clubs, you know, where the men would, there wouldn't be women allowed. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, and that was a big thing about this movie was that he would go to a gentleman's club where he would work out and, like... Yeah, But it was at the same time, it was, like, he would get massages and it was, oh, like, yeah. a, like, men only, men right? Men's spa. Yeah, it was, like, a men's <laughs> spa. spa. But that's where he would go to, like, vent about his yeah, wife. But not just him, like, every everybody. man. Yeah. In every scene, like, they'll be in the sauna and they're all talking smack and, and um, even in the dinner table area, they're all just... It's a... It's a gentleman's club. So when she finds out what a gentleman's club is and she um, goes and confronts him, she go, she basically sneaks in there and he was all like about the gentleman's club. But when the wife shows up and finds him there, she was all like, all the men there were just like, damn. So they told him, sorry, you're going to have to resign. You can't come back here again. Well, I think the in whole... over a hundred years, we've never let a woman come in here. <laughs> but I think the whole point of the Gentleman's Club, regardless of it being a club or not, is just this idea of, like, a man has to get away from yeah. the family life and the wife yeah. from having to, like, complain at him or boss him around or do anything like, like that. remember uh, Stepford Wives? I've that... never seen Stepford Wives. Oh, dude! But I get the idea of Stepford Wives. Yeah. But... I was on the way over here, I was hearing about like uh, on another podcast of how they were describing their grandpa in like the 1960s and stuff. And the thing that was big back then was like bowling leagues, like every Wednesday was a freaking bowling league, yeah. you know what I mean? But that was mm -hmm. like a 
time for a man who works like his blue collar life from yeah. like eight to five and he's yeah, around the yeah, family yeah. and then all of a sudden he has that one night just to go out with his boys, you know, and fucking do the whole routine of playing bowling and but it was a time for them to just like release and vent, you know what I mean, about like everything that's going on either with work yeah. or with their fucking wives, you know. And <laughs> It gets to that point to where, you know, I'm sure that happens in a marriage. Oh, yeah. I can't talk to, about, about that. I've never been married. Either. You've never been married. I can't either. That's why I can't really relate to it. Like, but we've seen married people. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Sure. And we can definitely pinpoint couples. Because there's really like two couples in this movie, right? There's the lawyer and his wife. Yeah. The old one. That's like, I, I think that's more of like a common couple that you see. Like, in terms of, like, everyday society, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, like, the newlyweds, you know what I mean? And then there's some that are, like, this couple with Jack Lemon and um, Vernalisi, where it's, like, an odd couple, but somehow that works, too, you know? Yeah. I've seen that before, where it's, it's like, a, someone that's probably, like, not from America, and then they, it happens all the time in the military, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I just kind of thought that, the married life was something that they were trying to, uh, even though it might seem like they were like shitting on marriage in the movie, because essentially that's kind of what he does. He hates <laughs> it and he wants to get out of it. But I think the moral of the story is like when it comes to marriage, it's all about like compromise and like communication, mm-hmm. you know? And at the end, he stayed with her. Yeah. You know? What are your thoughts? But yeah, you can't make this kind of movie these days. It'd be under attack from every politically correct special interest group. <laughs> you could imagine, because it's very sexist. It's real, like, the men mentality is pretty up there, you know, coming from a woman's look. But um, it was good. I really liked it. I mean. Well, how would you rate it then? Uh, this one, I think I'd go... Um, I'd rate it a three. Okay. Three. Because I like the comedy of it and the, you know, Bachelor turn, you know. I mean, it was fun. It was a fun movie. It really was. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard not to laugh at the jokes, but they're funny and they're pretty politically incorrect these days <laughs> but yeah. like you said if Johnny Depp had that special button where he could have gotten rid of Amber Heard in a heartbeat <laughs> without no persuasion man he would have fucking he would have ran to the button instead of like getting like well that's what that's what <laughs> tripped me out about the movie is cause like we didn't choose it because of the trial that's going on that's captivated like the country right now yeah, you know what I mean but at the same time like it Gave me a, a lot of similarities, similarities and yeah. it was like, wow, you know what I mean? Like, that's a perfect example of like <laughs> how a marriage could go so bad and so right, you know? Yeah. And if like, you're right, if Jack Lemon was on the stand and he was giving Johnny Depp that same <laughs> what would you pitch, do you know, that yeah. Yeah. scenario. Yeah. He like, would have jumped at the <laughs> <laughs> From the witness stand, he would have fucking done a fucking dive and shit. <laughs> yeah, man. And well, so. Willy Wonka shit, man. Come on, let's go. Yeah. I'll press the button. <laughs> yeah, and it's no, like, surprise that, 
you know, the divorce rate in the country is like that 50%, you know what I mean? Because as much as there's like a marriage that lasts for like 50, 60 years. Uh, I meet a lot of those folks. I'm so proud. Right? Yeah, you also meet, them. you know, people yeah, that are divorced, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's another thing is that we're watching, uh, me and my girlfriend are watching um, The Crown. Oh, yeah. On Netflix, and that's oh, like that's the shit. whole premise of the whole show is yeah, just like marriages and shit. Yeah, like yeah. divorce and how frowned upon it was in like the yeah. 50s and the 60s and everything like that, especially in that culture with the Anglican yeah, church. Especially but with the royal family and shit. Divorce is so common nowadays that it's hard to believe of that like how shunned people were for being divorced, not just in the United States, but back then, you know? Uh-huh. So when he's trying to get a divorce in the movie, like it makes it seem like it's an impossibility because at the uh-huh. time it kind of seemed like it really was an impossibility, you know, yeah. to where he actually had to revert to the title of the movie, which is like <laughs> how to murder your wife. You know what I mean? But yeah. I think a lot of people fail to realize like how uncommon divorce was back That's in the day thing. and how like the extent mm-hmm. to where people were kind of, uh, yeah, right. Looked frowned upon for being divorced in like everyday society, not just like. So that was the sixties. Yeah, and I think this movie in nineteen sixty five is just about to get to that more like women liberation aspect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where women are gonna yeah. start fighting and standing up for themselves and not having to be like the fucking like nineteen fifties housewife hey, that comes we should to. Watch another- that reminds me of nine nine to five. Yeah, like exactly. They start nine to five. They exactly. Start so this movie is like right on the edge of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where women are not going to be in those kind of household roles. Yeah. And that's the thing about this movie was that the Italian girl, like that's yeah. everything she wanted yeah. to do. She wanted to be a wife. She wanted yeah. to take care of her husband. Yep. Decorate the whole house. Get a pet dog. Yeah. That the todo. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it got crowded quick. <laughs> <laughs> He had this lavish fucking bachelor patch and go. Oh, you know which one and it was? And then you see the big old drapes. No, and the everything. one that was the most accurate was the bathroom counter. Oh, God, yes. Because I'm just the same way, you know what I mean? You have the bathroom counter where it's like clean, you got your toothbrush, your shaver. Not that she had both sides, she had an extra table. Yeah, but then the girlfriend moves in or the wife moves in and you got like the makeup, the eyeshadow, the fucking blow dryer, the fucking the roller. You know, for sure, like, for sure. Wow, you know that I thought that was like the part yeah. that was like the most honest. <laughs> oh no, I loved it when the when the butler ran out of the house, when he was like, "I can't do this," and the lady's trying to please. Um, hey, get this, um, Mrs. Ford, the the wife. Yeah. She's she's never named by her first name. Nobody knows her first name in this movie. Yeah. She's Mrs. Ford. Mrs. Ford. Yeah. So they they never mention her her name. Her yeah, real her name. real name. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's a good part too. And she's um she's cooking for him, trying to please him, and she comes out with this lasagna souffle, souffle. and shit. Beautiful little round. It looked perfect. And then when the butler left, he slammed the door that she just came in. Well, not well. That scene. <laughs> The scene where they're like competing for his attention. Yeah. That was hilarious. You know what I mean? It was like having two wives, but one's like the butler, you know? And it was like, oh my God, it's so overwhelming. And they're just like looking at each other, you know? 
And you could tell that she like was not happy that she won, you know, even though she doesn't know English. Yeah. You know, she was just yeah. like, not coming back, right? He's not coming back. <laughs> but yeah, I think the whole dynamics of yeah. the butler, the wife, and just how he kind of put himself in that situation yeah, and was trying was to get like out the of best it. Buddy too, because. He's who he confided in that yeah. he was going to kill the wife. And he was like, okay, sure, I'll film that shit. <laughs> right? The weird, he was, he was such a road dog, you know what I mean? Like, he was so down for whatever. And even at the ending, when they're going to trial, you know, he's an accessory because he was admitting, yes, I filmed it. And, yeah. you know, he's over here telling them the scenario. And then the, they actually convinced him that it probably was the wife. Yeah. You know, he's like, nah, but... He didn't care. <laughs> yeah, right? He's like, he maybe he like, did do it. It's like, oh, that's brilliant. He had me fooled. But and then he, congratulations. Even at the end, when he gets acquitted, he gets acquitted. And then, yeah, he goes home. And sure enough, she's there laying in bed. And then he's like, they hear noises. And then right away when they see the clothes on the stairwell, the butler goes and gets a gun. He goes, yeah, man, you can kill her for reals this time. They got the double, double jeopardy lodge. <laughs> <laughs> I'll help you do it or whatever, you know. He hands him the gun. <laughs> oh, my God, I thought that was funny. You can really do it this time. They can't convict you for the same crime twice. That's true. <laughs> but the, the way f- he did it, man, he gave him the gun and everything. Like, yeah, go upstairs and whack, you know. But even the final, final scene with the Oh, uh, That was the best part. That was the best part, I think. Because he had this bachelor pad, and when the butler... It's like a maid quarters. Yeah, like yeah. a butler's quarters. Yeah, yeah, butler's apartment. quarters. And the first thing he told him when he found out he was married was that, you know, he doesn't work with couples because sure enough, the mother-in-law's going to come and live with you, you know. And then at the very end, the mother does show up, and she's just as gorgeous but older, older yeah. huh? <laughs> Attractive so, older lady. Yeah. <laughs> so when he walks into the room, there's... Her mother's in there, Mrs. Ford's mother, and you can tell she's Italian too, you yeah. know. Pero bonita cabrona too, you know, like blonde hair, blue eyes, fucking gorgeous lady. And she's about 60 in that movie, but she still looks hot, you yeah. know. And sure enough, the butler. The butler también, they do that eye contact like they do at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I liked about it. It was so comedic and um, interesting. The music sometimes was like, whoa, kind of loud and kind of, you know, quirky in a way. But um, it was, it's a good, fun movie. It really is. Yeah. And at the heart of it is Jack Lemmon. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like He's funny. He, he's the one that makes this movie work because, you know, he can play yeah. comedy. He could play serious. anger, serious, you know. And so his... Like facial expressions yeah. and everything is kind of like what drives the movie and what made this, uh, you know, pretty yeah. good fun movie to watch. Yes, definitely. Jack Lemon was funny. I loved how he dressed. He dressed really nice in this. Oh movie. yeah, well that's another thing is like that's what we you know how, why we like watching these movies in the nineteen sixties because yeah. you get to see the comedy the and I feel like going back to when we were talking about uh, Kami Wana. Right? Yeah. That was also said in the 1960s. And uh, very similar in terms of the, the comedy, hot <laughs> the hot girls, yeah. the chauvinism. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, you could kind of see a, a trend that's going on in like yeah, the 1960s. Yeah, because the Bob Hope was 63, right? Yeah. And then this is 65. So, yeah, you still see those kind of male um, 
shenanigans, you know? Yeah, like the boys club kind of Uh locker room kind of stuff. But yes, yes, you see that in those movies, and and then you see, um, yeah, the slapstick, you know, funny. It's funny. It was funny. He was funny. But you he liked actually it. won a couple of awards too. I liked Not it. Oscars, but well, Jack yeah, Lemmon, I didn't know this, but he was nominated for the Oscars eight times. Wow! And he won two Oscars: nice. one for best actor and one for best supporting actor. Which movies? Uh, they were called, the first one that he got the supporting actor was called Mr. Roberts. That was like in, I believe it was like 1950s, mm-hmm. I believe, I don't know. I gotta the, check it out. And then the other one that he won Best Actor for was called Save the Tiger. And that was like in the 1970s, 1973 or something like that. Oh, wow. Those yeah. are good. For me, I like to watch those kind of movies yeah, like right? on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Something totally different, but yet, you know, the actor. And, and he to was... see him in serious roles and then see him in this movie, it's a treat. What a treat. So I looked into Miss... Um, Verna Lisi, right? Mm-hmm. And her career, she had a pretty long bio too because... She, she was also a comedian, right? She no, was she was just like a like a actress, you know, like an early actress in the Italy in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the 60s is when she went to, like in real life, she went to Hollywood. Yeah. And going back to the story that she told, um, and she was like in a couple movies with, uh, she did this one. Mm-hmm. She did another one with Tony Curtis. Yeah. And I then she that. also did one with Frank Sinatra. Nice. So she, but she was playing like that glamour role, kind of very yeah. similarly to the role here in this movie. Um, where Marilyn Monroe. Very much. <laughs> yeah, like that kind of type. Yeah. Um, so she wasn't necessarily happy with that. And then she moved back to Europe. And then when she started to get a little bit older, unlike other Hollywood actresses, once they get old, like, I they, they just, do soap operas? Well, no, I don't know. They just <laughs> they stop getting jobs. You know well, what I mean? That's true. Like they stop hiring because they're yeah, yeah they're old and Hollywood just finds a new starlet. You know, yeah. but because she went that's back so sad, to huh? yeah, it's sad, but for because she went back to Europe, she started getting roles that serious she role. probably would never get in Hollywood, and started getting more mature roles, more serious roles. And I was actually able to uh, act instead of. You know, her appearance, yeah, her just appearance. that being the only reason they hire her. So she good ended up her. getting, um, you know, a lot of good prominent roles. And she started winning a lot of uh, awards, um, like in Europe. Yeah. And she was taken very seriously for a very long time, within the 70s, 80s, and even into the 90s. Nice. And, yeah, she had a very successful really film cool. career. That's good to know, because, man, she was a hot woman in her youngster years. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, and that goes... That's how to murder your wife. Yeah, this is not a film for feminists. You won't like it. (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) But it's a film if you like movies. Yes, it is. You'll enjoy it. It's a good comedy, good... It's an hour and what? It's about less than two hours. Yeah. Anyway, but it's really funny. It's enjoyable. It'll make you laugh. And you don't see that kind of stuff anymore because the government won't let you. <laughs> <laughs> or society won't let society you. Society won't let you get away with that shit. Fucking putting Mickeys on put women's drinks and yeah, just no. plopping out of... murders of your wife. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so let this be Probably. a lesson to you, Johnny Depp, right? Push the button, fucker. 
You gotta watch the movie and catch that murder trial scene. <laughs> if you think Johnny Depp and Amber were crazy, you should see this movie because that was craziness in itself, trying to get away with killing your wife. <laughs> All right, ladies Enjoy. and gentlemen. Thank you very much. That's our episode. If you haven't already, go to Mom's Movie Night Podcast Please on do. Facebook and Instagram, and we look forward to giving you a new episode next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Let us assume for a moment that this dot I have just drawn is a button. A button? Mm Mm-hmm. A button. All right, it's a button. Let's further assume that if you were to push that button, your wife Edna, to whom you have been married for 11 wonderful and glorious years, would suddenly and magically disappear. Disappear. Yeah, eyes and vanish. Not be here. No longer exist. I object. Overruled. <laughs> <laughs>